Welcome to Inside Edition. This is the private part of the Epic Podcast where I share the learnings, successes, and everything that comes along with it. This is my journey, and thank you for coming along with me. Ah, the very first episode of Inside Edition. Yeah, uh, you're not going to get very clear ideas here because, as promised, it's unfiltered, unedited. So again, thank you for coming along with me. So, uh, you know, I, I currently I'm starting a business, right, called Kaleoscopic Communications, and it's all about podcast production and content strategy, specifically uh, leveraging on what podcasts can do for people. Okay, so um, uh, this episode isn't about that, really. In fact, this podcast or Inside Edition is really not about that. It's about chronicling and just sharing these ideas of, of how certain things came to life. So this story really begins about how the first podcast on my end started. Almost a decade ago, to be honest, it really did begin with the Joe Rogan experience. First time I listened to it, just enjoyed it so much. It didn't make sense. It didn't have a lot of, you know, highly intellectual uh, property in there, but it was so much fun because it was just friends getting together. Well, whether they were high or not, that's a different story, but it was just friends getting together, telling stories, telling jokes, and having a great time. And that whole idea of me being part of that room, I felt like I was inside that room, and I thought, wow, this is such a great experience um, that I wanted to have one of my own. You know, because, well... I would think that I'm relatively entertaining at times, right? Kind of. But, um, you know, let, let's get to the meat of it. So how it began was that uh, I had no plan. I had no clue about how to build it. All I did was just call a couple of friends who uh, were still friends. I love these guys to death. They're ride or die. And they were the ones who just went, okay, sure, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll try it out. So, yeah, bought some beers. Well, sometimes it was BYO, you know, bring your own alcohol. That seems to be a social lubricant. It makes everybody think better. <laughs> so, yeah, put the phone on the table, hit record, and we just started talking. Just nonsensical things. And before you know it, we started talking about old stories, uh, sharing memories, talking about fashion, trends of the past, uh, silly things we did as kids. Uh, nothing ever too serious, right? And even went into tabloids and what was in the news and just giving our hot takes on these things. Eventually, we were getting thousands of downloads uh, for every episode that we did. And these were like two to three hour uh, episodes. So why didn't I continue that? You must be wondering if it was so successful. It was, again, very controversial, headline-grabbing kind of stuff, which over time, as my son grew a little older, I began to look back at that content and I decided that it's not something that I think, you know, it would be... I, I didn't feel proud to share that content with him, so I, I basically wiped it off the face of the earth and destroyed the source material so it's no longer available unfortunately but 
you know, then I took a short hiatus for a while, continued with my day job, and eventually I started the the Epic Podcast. You know, but let let me just go back to this. Uh, as in, let me let me just bring you back in time a little bit, um, and take a jog down memory lane, uh, because most people start a podcast, close it, and that's done. They don't want to do it anymore. But there's a reason why I got back to it, and there was always something that brought me back to the podcasting space. Was it a love for the podcast? Maybe, but there was something greater. So hear me out. When I was younger, right? Um, well, when I say younger, I really mean I was a kid. I've always dreamt of being a frontman, a an entertainer, or maybe even a presenter of sorts. So the idea of radio, being a radio DJ, you know, being a TV presenter or some interview host, you know, was such a big thing for me that I never knew how I could get into it. When I was in polytechnic. I did mechanical engineering. Of all things, my mother had always advised me, get into mass communications, get into mass communications. I could have, but I just didn't understand or have the maturity to learn more about what that was all about. Fast forward a couple of years, I joined the army. I'm thinking to myself, hey, what do I want to do after the army? So I finally get my degree in mass communications after leaving and then what do I do with that degree? <laughs> Nothing. I stayed in sales all this way. But I've always had that bug in me. In between, right, I, I actually uh, auditioned um, for 987 uh, FM and this is a local radio station here in Singapore. Uh, and tried out to be a DJ, you know, it was this open competition that if you were, I think, anywhere between the ages of 18 to 25 or 27, uh, you, you come down and audition and you'll be able to do some segment and a show and be part of the 987 family. I'm like, oh, cool. Finally, I get to audition, right? I get there. Everybody's younger than me. Apparently, I'm the oldest contestant there. I go in there. I, there are two rounds of auditions. I go in there. There are two very senior DJs over there, very popular for morning shows. Um, and, you know, they ask me a couple of questions. They I, they I do a read-off in the studio, blah, blah, blah. And eventually, I get one yes and one no. You need two yeses to get through. I get one yes and one no. Feedback given to me was that, hey, Edric, you, don't, you sound more like an announcer than you do a radio DJ or radio personality. See, the word here is personality. Did I lack one? Not necessarily, but somehow or other, I just didn't learn how to get those things across uh, to the audience. So I get it. It's fine. I learned something from the experience, you know. Uh, and again, I was the oldest contestant there. Somehow or other, that, <laughs> I feel proud of that. I don't know why. Um, in as, as, you know, uh, time went on, I started sending my, started doing demo reels and um, audio reels and sending them to to radio stations, trying to get my place, even going on to LinkedIn and connecting with, um, with uh, at the time, you know, when he was still around, uh, still alive, uh, Jamie Meldrum, I tried to write into some of the older, uh, more senior personalities and even the producers and directors over at MediaCorp or SPH Radio. 
no replies, no responses. But I get it. It's cool. Not good enough, right? Didn't fit the bill. So uh, started the podcast, which was the very first one, not the epic podcast, but the very first one. It was um, uh, it was called the Singapod. I'm not sure if you can still find it, but uh, it's it it was horrible. <laughs> but people liked it because it was horrible, I suppose. Uh, trashy, trashy, trashy. So that started right with with the idea that hey, you know, if I can't get into radio, I'll make my own radio show. I really thought that I'd just be putting music together. I'd be doing something like what you'd get on radio. But then I stumbled onto Joe Rogan, listened to how he was doing it. And thought, hey, you don't need that kind of a setup. You don't need to have uh, radio plugs and, you know, uh, uh, canned laughter and all these other things to start a really good production. Even though it looked like crap. But it, it worked. Why? Because it connected. Then it, it dawned on me. You don't have to be that so-called radio personality, whether or not it's going to be someone who's really hyped up in the morning or somebody who's going to be telling you about, you know, how beautiful this piece of music is, blah, blah, blah. You just got to be yourself. And when I found that, I realized that you don't need that persona. And the easiest way to connect with your audience is just being yourself, sharing your thoughts, with very little of a filter you don't really need that much so again put the phone on the table all of us started talking we got that and as you know uh we closed the podcast right so years later as uh, i continued my job there was always an itch to go hey you gotta do this again man you gotta do this again because in between because of what I've done, the demo reels, the, the, the audio clips, so on and so forth, actually got me work as a, voice, a voiceover artist, uh, be it in advertising or even in children's shows. I was quite happy to do a couple of seasons with them, and I'm so grateful um, to eventually be part of that. And that was on Octo at the time, also a local uh, channel over here in Singapore. That's another feather in my cap, and again, I'm very grateful for that opportunity. Something told me, just do the podcast. Just do it. Okay, so what do I want to do? Now, a part of me was always figuring out, what can I do to start a business? And then I also had this observation that, oh my God, these people, like when you watch Shark Tank, they're, they're so amazing. How, 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 how do I get to something along those lines, right? It seems so unattainable, so far away. And then I realized something, you know, if when I say far away, it looks like a horizontal plane whereby it's point A from the left and point B to the right seems so far away. But somehow or rather in my mind, I also noticed that it's a three dimensional space. I don't I don't just see that that person is far away, but I also see that person is also high up. So imagine where you're standing right now and you're not looking, just looking forward, but you're also looking upward at an angle. It's like watching a plane take off and that thing is going f higher and further and further away. It's so very strange, to be honest, to hear or to, to, to actually notice that. And then I was like, okay, this is 
going to be very difficult for me because not only do I see that this is far away, it's also really high up. That led to a another ob um, revelation whereby why is it that me, someone who's at the junior executive working my way up to middle management level, still thinking that these C-suite people, right, or bosses or founders, we, I'm putting them up on a pedestal, that they're higher up. And I'm not the only one that sees this. When you hear the complaints in the office and you hear, uh, you know, the chatter at the grapevine, the pantry talk, right, or your water cooler talk, whatever you call it, there's always this divide between the middle management and the executive level versus the C-suites. I thought, hey, how do I break down that divide? How do I soften that a little bit more? And that idea sparked what you hear now as Edric Poon and Company, the podcast where anybody can inspire everybody. My aim was to humanize the CEOs and allow everybody who's listening to feel and to understand that this is absolutely within their grasp. Why so? Because if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you'll notice that everybody's story is so similar, but yet they're yet so vastly different in their own experiences. But one thing remains the same. They are human, just like us. They wake up. They can feel tired, just like us. But what's that secret sauce that keeps them going? What's that secret sauce that allows them to hit that level of success that we couldn't? And that's what I wanted to find out. And that's always been the goal and the mission of uh, the Epic Podcast. And we're still going on. We're still trying. I'm still looking at inviting more people onto the podcast so that everybody can keep hearing these wonderful stories. And as you're listening to this um, first episode of Inside Edition, I can guarantee you that there will be many more episodes to come because there are so many great stories out there and nuggets of information that we could definitely get from founders, C-suites, even just anybody off the street but by and large I still want to focus on a lot of business learning uh, coupled with um, self-cultivation and development so I'm going to keep focusing on meeting these people and I'd love to share those learnings with you um, as we continue to do this um, I don't know blog vlog thing uh, as what we call or at least what we're going to be calling inside edition so that being said, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Inside Edition. I'm very grateful that you've been able to listen to me this long about these sharings and because of your support. That's why the podcast is, is continuing to grow and grow and grow. So feel free to just drop me a comment, email me or just message me on uh, social media or anything like that. And I'd love to hear your feedback, your comments about what you'd like to hear uh, more about perhaps my journey and what I can share more with you. 
That being said, that's been Inside Edition for this episode. I'll see you in the next one.